Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, April 15th, 2020, and welcome to episode number 821 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time. That being, of course, professional wrestling. <clears throat> we, of course, will start things off with our wrestling news and views here segments, which will be brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the uh, three-time uh, <clears throat> WWE Famer, 2015, 2017, and 2020 Legacy Wing. Of course, also a part of the team that brings you WWS every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoot.com. Of course, I'm talking about the Iceman, J.D. Jared Geralmo. Also, ladies and gentlemen, joined us here tonight on our talk show chat box, bringing in tonight's wrestling history and birthdays here for this evening, is the human suplex machine, John Gross. John is the very first 2010 WWS Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, ladies and gentlemen, a member of the 2020 WWS Hall of Fame Legacy Wing here as well. <clears throat> Also, part of the team that bring, also brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon, of course, right here on Two.com. <clears throat> Before we get underway with tonight's itinerary here for, for this evening, let's welcome you and John to what should be a very big-time explosive evening here on WWS Revolution, episode 821. Explosive, fired up, and full of anger, let's just say. And then when, when JD reports this here in a few moments, ladies and gentlemen, you'll know exactly what he means. So, ladies and gentlemen, also our live video feed tonight comes to us from, from of course, our group dedicated to New Japan Wrestling. It is, of course, NJPWUS Forever Honorable. You can go to, of course, or to check that out. You can do facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash NJPW Honorable Nation you care to check that out and also ladies and gentlemen if you want to check it check us out through talkshoe.com the phone number as always is 1-605-562-0444 
Colorado 38055 pound the magic six numbers and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we had to talk about here tonight. Uh, <clears throat> yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to our news, abuse, and history and birthdays, normally record every Wednesday night, ladies and gentlemen, we'll, we'll give you the official results for tonight's AEW and NXT shows. But, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very unique, uh, unique thing, of course, that we'll pop that we'll be doing here, and I'm gonna go ahead and explain what that is here here in just a few minutes. Just go ahead and explain this here to you. I'm sure a lot of folks, ladies and gentlemen, have seen the show called, that, that JD has been talking about called Dark Side of the Ring. And, of course, last night they did highlight, of course, what happened involving uh, WWE Hall of Famer Jimmy Superfly Snooker and, of course, what happened to, what happened to his uh, late girlfriend, of course, Nancy Argentino, back in 1983. Uh, we have been talking, we've been hearing, of course, all day long, especially from JD and from Mitt, about how big time graphic they got with this uh, show last night. And of course, that might not even be the best word, but of course, it's the best one that we could possibly say right here on the show. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to shift gears here and we're going to allow JD and Mitt, we're going to give them the floor for a few moments to give their thoughts and opinions as to how what they thought about how this was done with, of course, with this show and talk about, of course, the details surrounding this big time mystery that's been put, that's been going on for, of course, uh, over, over 30 years. Uh, <clears throat> then of course, ladies and gentlemen, right after that, we of course will have some more matches in our blast from the past wrestling pay-per-view extravaganza, plus some matches, of course, that we have not, I don't have even added to our, of course, our official list here yet. Just some that, of course, have come to my attention here just within the last little while, and we'll talk. We'll do some more. We'll do some more big time talking here about that here tonight here on 821 of Revolution as well. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into the swing of things here as we go into 9:34 p.m. as we said on Wednesday, April 15, 2020, and here to bring us the rest of the news and views here of the day, ladies and, of the night, ladies and gentlemen, from King Ice. It is, of course, the Ice Man. Jared D. Girolamo, JD, what, we, what do we have in the wrestling news scene here this evening? We have got a ton, and believe me, get ready. Our first story, however, will take us to AEW first. AEW announced it will hold the Double or Nothing pay-per-view on Saturday, May 23rd this year. The event will not be held in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand Garden Arena as originally scheduled due to the pandemic. AEW has not listed the new host venue, but they did announce that Double or Nothing will return to the MGM Grand Garden Arena on Saturday, May 29th in 2021. Early reports say that Jackson's Place, however, in of all places, believe it or not, however, could be the place to host the show in, believe it or not, however, in Jacksonville, Florida, at Daly's Place. Meanwhile, the WWE Ruthless Aggression 3 episode, however, that was on the network last night that saw John and John Cena Evolution, the next big thing, Brock Lesnar, had these viewers. 226,000, 302,000, however, and 224,000. FS1 will have a programming as a lead-in for the backstage again next week, if you will. Meanwhile, in addition to that, however, mind you, however, the uh, somewhat, uh, like I said, the backstage on the FS1 viewership for the episode involving Edge and CM Punk, who made his return last night, however, went from 140,000 up to 161,000, if you will. 
from last night. Meanwhile, talking about numbers, however, last night's Dark Side of the Ring, however, and their viewership was interesting as well, however. After doing last week, however, literally, however, uh, uh, what is it, uh, 226,000 episodes for the Brawl Fall, they took a hit this week going to 209,000. The two-hour season premiere of the Benoit Family Tragedy delivered a series high of 320,000 viewers. Last week's Howler After Dark did not crack the top 150 cable ratings. Meanwhile, speaking of AEW, tonight, Howard, these are the matches you will see on Dynamite. John Moxley will take on Jake Hager in Empty Arena in a no-holds-barred Empty Arena match for the AEW title. Cole Cabana will take on the Murderhawk monster Lance Archer minus Jake the Snake Roberts in a TNT title tournament quarterfinal matchup. Chuck Taylor will take on Kip Saban. Sammy Guevara will take on Shook D. On NXT, meanwhile, Matt Riddle and a mystery partner will take on Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly for the NXT Tag Titles. Finn Balor will take on Fabian Eitner of Imperium. Charlotte Flair is set to make an appearance. Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream will also get into it. Considering yesterday and last week, our Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream have been trading barbs on Twitter with one another. In fact, at one point, however, Velveteen Dream called Adam Cole a vanilla midget, and let's just say things have been testy between the NXT champion and possibly the new number one contender for that belt, mind you. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, WrestleMania 37 may not go on as scheduled. According to reports, however, from, believe it or not, Jeremy Thomas from 411 Mania, however, Los Angeles is set to be the site of WrestleMania 37, but that may be in doubt now as the city is considering holding off on allowing large gatherings until midway through next year. The LA Times is reporting that an internal LA Fire Department email Mayor Eric Garcetti indicated that, quote, large gatherings such as concerts and sporting events may not be approved in the city for at least one year. The email in question comes from an L.A. Department Deputy Chief which summarized Fire Chief Ralph Tazaris' meeting with Garcetti and others. According to the LAFD spokesperson, Tazaris was, quote, paraphrasing information he received from the mayor regarding possible scenarios for reopening timelines across a range of events. Garcetti's spokesman has confirmed the mayor's comments saying, quote, the mayor was generally referencing studies of current and historical data and best practices for safely reopening our country. He knows that the mayor does not yet have a timeline for L.A. to begin resuming major events. WrestleMania is currently scheduled for March 28, 2021. It's so far in Inglewood, California. This year, of course, saw the company tape the show over two nights from the Performance Center. Mind you. Uh, let's see here. And finally, yes, folks, are the big story of the day. WWE has made a major, major house cleaning today, and right now the toll continues to grow. Earlier today, WWE made a lot of roster cuts. Among the list, however, are as follows. Drake Maverick, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Leo Rush, EC3, Kurt Hawkins, Eric Young, Heath Slater, Kurt Angle, Aiden English, Sarah Logan, senior official Mike Chioda, Primo and Epico, the Colognes, Eric Rowan, the miracle Mike Bennett, Mike Kanellis, and his wife Maria, who just had a baby last year, Zack Ryder, No Way Jose, Rusev Day, if you will, however, Deanna Peruzzo, Andrea Listenberger, writer, Alexander Jaksic, Jerry Soto, announcer of the Spanish team, Norman Smiley, performance center coach, and Josiah Williams. But before we came on the end, there was a couple more listed. 
Most notably, Serena Deeb, however, who's been working at the Performance Center since February of 2018, and Chris Sky, a.k.a. Ace Steel, however, were also released today. Ladies and gentlemen, what more can we say here? Uh, this is probably going to start to be the beginning of the end for WWE here, and we'll and we'll have something to say about that here. Hopefully, here if not tonight, we'll probably have something to say about. It. We'll probably have it a little bit to to maybe at least between now and Friday. There'll be a whole lot of talk all about this. Um, so, but you can better believe that WWE right now looks like they're going to be in serious serious trouble for for quite some time here. So. We're going to have to do, we're hopefully, like I said, things will change. We'll just have to wait and see. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, we thank, of course, <clears throat> uh, we thank, of course, that thank, of course, JD, of course, JD, along with King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They're bringing all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, Super Glue and Duct Tape. You cannot beat that old-fashioned combination, nor will we even try. Before we get to John's history and birthday, ladies and gentlemen, I do see we have someone get ready to pop on the line now. And let's check and see who that is. And, yes, I see who that is now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is of course, he is, of course, a member of John Gross's, of course, Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. Uh, if he also... And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, known on the Wrestling Forum chat box on Facebook as the King of Clubs. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be also be uh, challenge, challenging one here, of course, and uh, uh, for 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 uh, for of course uh, uh, the WWS Ironman Heavy Metal Weight Championship, of course, on Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, now get ready to come into come on eight twenty one of Revolution. Let us welcome here now uh, a man, of course, who of course like me. Is a big, is a big time classic WCW fanatic, and of course, well, I think we all are. But I mean, he he, he has claimed to be one of the biggest ones. He is, of course, the king of clubs in, himself, Mister Mitt Patel. Mitt, welcome to Eight Twenty One of Revolution, sir. We thank you for joining us here this evening. And before we, of course, get to you on a lot, a couple of things, um, we're going to go ahead and get John's history and birthday. So, Mitt, to sit tight and relax for just a few moments. While we take care, of course, of tonight's wrestling history and birthday, sir. So thank you very much for joining us here tonight. Well, I said a mouthful there. <laughs> yeah, that's what JD said. <laughs> hey, you <I'm> gonna... <laughs> okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see here. Let me see. Let's see. Let's start off with a very interesting moment here. Uh, yes, on this date in 1991, ladies and gentlemen, WWF taped a 20- 29th at the Saturday night's main event in the Civic Auditorium in Omaha, Nebraska. The show featured the first ever Saturday night's main event appearance of The Undertaker. And it would also be the last Saturday night's main event on NBC before moving to Fox in 1992. Of course, if everyone remembers, Saturday night's main event would return to NBC in 2006. We all remember that moment. But here are the matches that took place at that at the uh, at the 29th episode edition of this back in 1991. The Ultimate Warrior defeated Sergeant Slaughter by DQ with interference from The Undertaker as he arrived in a coffin. The Nasty Boys defeated the Bushwick tag team titles. Ted DiBiase and Bret Hart fought to a double countout. 
somebody of Santana, and I, if I fear if I say his name, JD's probably going to end up playing his music. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, Who's that? Uh, I don't really want to say. <laughs> Is it chocolate show? Uh, well, if you won't put it that way, then yes. Oh, oh, I know who it is. All right, no. No, no, man, no. No, don't do it. No. Don't you, you touch that. I'm going to break your record. <laughs> don't you dare. Don't you dare. Oh, God. And right there, gentlemen, on the 29th edition of Saturday Night's Man Event, defeated Tito Santana. There, okay. <laughs> okay, you're going to pay for it, my buddy. You're going to pay, okay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to actually send Mitt up there and have him throw a peach in your face, okay. Uh, Mitt, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think anyway, he will enjoy it too much. No, he, every time we say that, he plays it. Every time we say that, he plays that song. <laughs> When we say your longtime manager, he does that impression. I, I don't know what else I can. I don't know how else I can put it. But he said the alter ego, and I couldn't help it. Oh, I said, Oh, oh, geez. oh okay. yeah. Anyway, oh no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's oh, never mind. Anyway, anyway, and Mr. Perfect won a twenty minute. Battle Royal, the last eliminating Greg Valentine. The participants in the match featured the Barbarian, the Big Boss Man, Jim Duggan, Earthquake, Haku, Hercules, Hulk Hogan, the Orient Express, Jake Roberts, the Rockers, Paul Roma, the British Bulldog, Jimmy Snuka, Tugboat, the Texas Tornado, and the Warlord. And then, of course, that right afterwards, they all jumped on JD, and they actually crushed his turn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. I told you I'm gonna get you, man. And there you go. All right. Twenty twenty-five years ago today, I believe that would be 1995. ECW presented Hostile City Showdown from the ECW Arena in Philadelphia. Here are the matches that took place here. This. Uh, well, here's one match that took place. The Sandman defeated Shane Douglas to win the ECW Heavyweight Title. After the match, Douglas put on a Monday Night Raw shirt and left through the crowd. Now that's classic. I'm sure JD, you probably remember that yeah. ECW moment, right? Okay, 24 years ago today, which would put it, I do believe, that is 1996. Yes, that's right. Brian Pillman suffered a severe car accident in Kentucky. The accident occurred when, with Pillman being asleep on the road, when he hit a tree trunk and flipped his Hummer H1. The accident would put him in a coma for a week, but he regained full use of his body except for one of his ankles. Despite the injury, Pillman signed to the WWF two months later, as it is a historic signing. In a bit of irony, though, it would be a car crash that claimed the life of Pillman's stepdaughter, Alexis, in late 2009. Rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace indeed. Absolutely. But, ladies, you know, 
You go ahead. You know what? Why go ahead. Go ahead. are they not mentioning Brian Pillman name at all? That's what bothers me yeah. nowadays. They I wouldn't know that like either. Well, you see, the, the thing is, the last time that they probably mentioned anything at all about Pimlin was when the night after Bad Blood '97, whenever he, whenever after he passed away. After that, they didn't really. JD, I don't think they really mentioned anything else about Pimlin at all ever since that time. I don't think. Maybe once or twice, but I don't think they mentioned him too often. So, I mean. But but he here there's someone else that deserves a Hall of Fame induction too, so yes I mm-hmm. would agree with that. Uh, also 24 years ago 1996 on Monday Nitro from Charleston West Virginia, WWE World TV Champion Lex Luger and Sting, who were also the tag team champions, defeated the team of Ringer and the Giant. Of course you know the Big Show by DQ. Although three titles were on were on the line, no titles actually changed hands with the result. Luger, Luger and Sting still were the tag champions, and Luger still held on to the TV title. <clears throat> and then, of course, uh, also, of course, Les Luger gave JD the torture rack, which I'm sure JD felt that, that was pretty darn good. <laughs> I would not want to know how that feels like. If I was someone with a bad back to actually make my back hurt even worse. Ooh. 18 years ago today, we put it at 2002. On Monday Night Raw from College Station, Texas, Raven defeated Bubba Ray Dudley to win the hardcore title, only to lose it to Tommy Dreamer, then to lose it to Stephen Richards, and only to lose it right back to Bubba Dudley. Okay. Uh, 13 years ago today, 2007, yes, TNA presented Lockdown from the Family Arena in St. Charles, Missouri. The show's hook was was, was, was contested in a steel cage, the Dudley Boys, or of course they were known in their TNA as Team 3D, defeated the Latin American Exchange in an electrified steel cage match to win the TNA World Tag Team titles. Twelve years ago today, uh, with 2008, WWE banned all non-company photographers from shooting ringside at televised events. Talk about something. Talk about an act of stupidity right there. Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, set. Do what? No. You said something, JD? No. Oh, 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 okay. I thought you said something. I'm sorry. Uh, On this day, 2013, on Monday Night Raw from Greenville, South Carolina, Kofi Kingston defeated Cesaro to the U.S. title. Uh, On this date last year, 2019, WWE presented Superstar again with the SmackDown superstars this time going to Raw. Hmm. Okay, and one and one wrestling birthday to announce. Uh, and John does have some non-wrestling stuff here. I'll get to that here momentarily. But today is a happy 42nd birthday, wrestling related to Austin Aries. So happy birthday to him! All right. And here are some non-wrestling related moments, and they are somewhat sports related. But but John said they are kind of tragic moments. Uh, of course. Um, uh, on this date in 1912, of course, remember the infamous uh, Titanic. I think it was when I think we ha- it had the bad wreck. Yeah. The ship was built four years before its launch was completed on April 2nd, 1912, for sea trials. The passengers of the ship numbered approximately 1,317 people, 324 in first class, 284 in second class, and 709 in third class. 
of these eight of these 869, uh, 66% were male and and 447 or 34% was female. There were 107 children on the board, which was the largest the largest number of whom were in third class. The voyage began on April 10, 1912, with the passengers arriving at 9:30 a.m. when the London and Southwestern Railway's boat train from London Waterloo Station reached the Southampton Terminus Railway Station on the quad alongside the Titanic. Uh, the Titanic's berth, by the way, B-E-R-T-H. The main voyage began at noon as scheduled. An accident was narrowly averted only a few minutes later as the Titanic passed the, the moored liners, uh, the, the moored liner, the SS City of New York. I'm not kidding. That was the name of the ship. City of New York. That was unbelievable. At 8 o'clock p.m., with the weather being cold and windy, the Titanic weighed anchor and left for Queenstown on April 11th. It arrived at Cork Harbor on the south coast of Ireland, and it would weigh anchor, weigh anchor the last time at 1.30 p.m. the next day and departed on her westward journey across the Atlantic. Titanic was set to arrive at New York Pier 59 on April 17, 1912. It also followed the Irish coast as far as Fastnet Rock from April 11th uh, to noon the next day. It covered 484 nautical the following day, 519 nautical miles, and by noon on the final day of the voyage, 546 nautical miles. The weather died down as she left Ireland under cloudy skies with a headwind. But the following day, a cold weather front with strong winds and waves up to eight feet crossed the ship, and by the evening of April 14th, it became clear and very cold. I would think so. The three days of the voyage went off from without a hitch. A fire began begun in one of the coal bunkers 10 days before for the, prior to the ship's departure, but it would be over by, on April the 14th. The Titanic would receive series prior to the ice in the area. The ship would continue to steam at full speed, and although it was not trying to set a speed record, time was the ice warning seen as, a, as, as an seen as advisories and reliances placed upon lookouts and the watch on the bridge. It was believed that ice posed little danger to large vessels. Close calls with ice were not uncommon. At 11.40 p.m., the iceberg was spotted by first, as First Officer William Murdoch ordered the ship to be steered around the obstacle with Frederick Fleet screaming, iceberg right ahead. The engines were to be stopped, but it was too late. It had hit the iceberg, creating a series of holes below, below the waterline. The hull was not punctured and buckled. As the Titanic approached its collision, a lot of people were sleep time. The stewards in first class first class dining room noticed a shudder, which they thought it might have been caused by the ship shredding a propeller propeller crap. A prop ah, a propeller. I can't say the word. Thank you. Blade. Propeller. Thank you. Many of the passengers propeller. Okay, thank you. Okay. Well, thank you, J.D. I just, I just said thank you for just pronouncing it. I'm just going to go on right here. <laughs> um, all right. Many of, the, many of the passengers felt a bump or shudder, as one survivor put it. I guess it must have hit J.D. while J.D. was slaying him in the water. No, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Okay. The ship flooded immediately with water running at an estimated rate of seven long tons per second, 15 times faster than it could be pumped out. Captain Smith felt the collision in his cabin and came to the bridge. He summoned Thomas Andrews, who was among a party of engineers from Harlord and Wolf, observing the ship's first passenger voyage. The ship listed five degrees to starboard and two by the head. 
with a few within a few minutes of the collision. Within 45 minutes of the collision, at least 13,500 long tons of water had entered the ship. This was far too much for Titanus and Barrage pumps to handle. The total pumping capacity of all the pumps combined was only 1,700 tons per hour. Andrew said that the first five compartments were flooded and therefore Titanic would be doomed and that she could no longer remain afloat for about two hours. At 12.05 a.m. at the start of April 15, 1912, had ordered the ship's lifeboats uncovered <clears throat> and the passengers mustered. He ordered the radio operators to begin sending distress calls, which, which wrongfully placed the ship on the west side of the ice belt and directed rescuers to a point that turned out to be inaccurate by, by about 13 and a half nautical miles. Below decks, water was pouring into the lowest levels of the ship ship for asking the people that were on the ship to get dressed and bring them out onto the deck. And third class passengers left to their own devices after being informed of the need to come on deck. About 12.15 the stewards ordered the passengers to put on their life belts and they thought it was a joke. Some said, some said about playing an impromptu game of association football with the ice chunks that were now strewn across the foredeck. Titanic had a total of 20 lifeboats comprising 16 wooden boats on davits, eight on either side of the ship, and four with wooden bottoms and canvas sides. The collapsibles were stored upside down with the sides folded in and would have to be erected and moved to the davits for launching. Lifeboats were intended to be used to transfer off of the stray ship and onto a nearby vessel. Women and children would, would, would both be needed, not the men, but they would be persuaded to board starboard lifeboat number seven, which became the first lifeboat to be lowered. At 12.45, it was from Titanic with 28 passengers on board. At around 1.20 in the boiler room, water had begun in from below, and many of the third-class passengers were also confronted with the sight of water. Also, at the same time, the seriousness situation was apparent to the passengers above deck who began to say their goodbyes with husbands, escorts, and wives and children to the lifeboats. At the point when the majority of passengers who had boarded lifeboats were from first and second class, by 1.30, Tight downward angle in the water was rising, and the ship was now listening slightly more to port, but not more than five degrees. At 1:45 a.m., lifeboat number two was lowered, and the last boat to be launched was collapsible D, which was which left at 2:05 with 25 people aboard. As passengers and crew headed to the stern, Thomas Biles was hearing confessions and given absolutions. But the band played outside the gymnasium. They had two separate bands of musicians. One was a quintet led by Wallace Hartley. That played after dinner and in religious services, while the other was a trio who played in the reception area and outside the cafe and restaurant. The bands were called by Captain Smith, who ordered them to play his class lounge. But part of the enduring folklore of the Titanic is that the musicians played to him, Nearer my God to thee, as the ship sank, but it appears to be dubious. After Titanic struck, the band played bright music, dance music, and comments, anything that would help the passengers from becoming panic stricken. At 2.15 a.m., Titanic anchor began to increase and water poured into unflooded parts of the ship through deck hatches. Her angle caused what one survivor called a giant wave to wash along the ship from the forward end of the boat deck. The stern rose high into the air, reaching an angle of 30 to 45 degrees after another minute. The ship's lights flickered and suddenly went out, plunging Titanic into darkness. Titanic would be subjected to extreme opposing forces shortly after the lights went out. The ship was split in two and it disappeared from view at 220, the two hours and 40 minutes that struck the iceberg.
In the immediate aftermath of this, 100 of passengers were left clinging for their lives into the, in the ICC, surrounded by debris from the ship. Some of the few of those in the water survived, but others never made it. Titanic survivors would be rescued at 4 o'clock on April 15, 1912, by the RMS Carpathia, which had steamed through the night at high speed and against considerable risk. As the ship dodged numerous icebergs en route, Carpathia's lights were spotted around 3.30. Titanic would be used in, in medias, including, in medias, including the 1997 movie Titanic, which featured Leonardo DiCaprio Geronimo <laughs> and Kate Winslet. <laughs> yeah, was in that movie, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of tragedies, 2013, of course, on this day in 2013, the 117th annual Boston Marathon was run on Patriots Day at 2:49 p.m. Two bombs detonated out about 210 yards at the finish line on Boylston Street near Copley Square. At 2:49, the first explosion happened outside Marathon Sports at 671 to 673 Boylston Street at the at the time of the first explosion, the race clock at the finish line showed 4.09.43, the elapsed time since the wave three started at 10.40 a.m. The second bomb exploded at 2.49.57 p.m., 14 seconds later, and one block farther west at 7.55 Boylston Street. The explosions took place nearly three hours after the winning runner crossed the finish line. Windows were blown out, but no damage. Runners continued to cross until 2.57 p.m. The weapons of the bombs were two pressure cooker bombs. Three were dead. 164 were injured. Also, the FBI uh, released images of, of two suspects who were later identified as the Zarnevs. Shortly after midnight on April 19, 2013, a Honda Civic SUV was stolen by, by the Zarnevs. But at 1.35 a.m., they were blasted in gunfire with Tamerlan Zarnev being the victim. One year ago today in Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame, of course, in France, was, was caught on fire. A structure of fire broke beneath by the time it was extinguished. The building's spire collapsed, and most of its roof had been destroyed. The other pipe organs and rose windows suffered no damage. Three emergency workers were injured. And now we move away from three tragedies to something light in sports. On this day in 1947, Jackie Robinson broke the baseball color line when he started at first base for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Robinson, at the age of 28 years old, made his major league debut at the FFS Field for a crowd of 26,623 spectators. A lot of people were not happy about Robinson breaking the baseball color with the St. Louis Cardinals threatening to strike. At the age of 37, after 10 years in Major League Baseball, Robinson on January 5, 1957, that year he complained of physical ailments diagnosed with diabetes. 1962, at the age of 42, he was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame, becoming the first uh, African-American player in the Cooperstown Museum. Robinson would make one final public appearance on October 15, 1972, the first ceremonial, the first, the ceremonial first pitch for Game Two of the World Series at Riverfront Stadium in, in Cincinnati, Ohio. He accepted the plaque honoring the 25th anniversary of his Major League Baseball debut. Nine days later, after his last appearance, he sadly died of a heart attack at the age of 53. And there's some more sports this date in 1918. Babe Ruth pitched a four-hitter for Boston in the season opener and drove in two runs in a 7-1 win over Philadelphia. On his day in 1991, Magic Johnson sets an NBA record for career assists in a 112-106 victory over the Dallas Mavericks. 
Johnson, who needed nine assists to break Oscar Robertson's record of 9,887, gets 19. 1993, we go back to baseball. Dawson becomes the 25th player to hit 400 home runs. On this date in 2000, Cal Ripken also becomes the 24th player to reach 3,000 hits when he lines a clean single to center field off Twins reliever Kersako. I hope I pronounced that right. And becomes the seventh major leaguer to get 3,000 hits. 100 home runs. 2007, we go back to NBA. That's of course as we now we could probably say this. This is from for earlier earlier this year. The late Kobe Bryant scores 50 points in the Los Angeles Lakers' 198 win over Seattle. And now John says uh, one more. Uh, of course, uh, one. No, uh, uh, not going to go to a full story. But one other tragedy to talk about. On say 1989, featured. Uh, Hillsborough disaster during an association football match between Liverpool and Nottingham. So I guess this took place over in England, it sounds like. When you hear Liverpool, you think, obviously, you think of England. So, Liberty and Sports birthdays. Happy 30th birthday to Emma Watson. Wasn't she the girl from Harry Potter? Is that right? Yeah, that her? the one who played Hermione. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I heard she's kind of hot now these days. Hmm. She is. Who is, of course, of part of that. Oh, she is? Okay, well, thank you. Well, mm -hmm. Matt, how would you know that? Hey, hold on, stud. Okay. Who <laughs> was a part of the Harry Potter? Yeah, and, he, and, and every time he said that, Mitch Wan goes, boing. Right now, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, this is I'm joking. Mitt, I'm joking. I know. Uh, of course, as John said, he was a part of the Harry, she was a part of the Harry Potter trilogy. Happy 42nd birthday to singer Chris Stapleton. And Seth Rogen turns 38 years old. Uh, John did have said that was it, but he did have one, one more moment he wanted to mention. On this time in 2001, uh, Joey Ramone of the sadly died at the age of 49 after a long battle with lymphatic, uh, uh, I believe it was cancer. In 19, also on this date in 1971, the Beatles won the, uh, the Oscar for original score for the Paul McCartney pinned uh let it be that was a grammy that they won for music well i think it was yeah right. also in the state in 1996 jerry garcia's ashes was scattered near san francisco's golden gate bridge the rest of his ashes have been distributed in game river 11 days earlier he sadly died on august 9th 1995 and john says god for the news and for the history and birthdays here for today we do thank, of course, J.D. for the news and views here as well. He had jumped off for just a few moments. He didn't jump off a bridge, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not, he just jumped off the line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, of course, uh, he'll come back on here in just a few moments. Uh, but we do thank him for the news and views here. Let's go ahead and give you this one more time here, ladies and gentlemen. It is 10.07 p.m. on Wednesday, uh, April 15, 2020, episode 821 of WWS Revolution. Uh, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw here, of course, right now we have this machine, John Gross. Also, of course, we have the king of clubs, Mr. Mint Patel. Uh, also, now getting ready to come. First off, getting ready to come back on the line, ladies and gentlemen. We have the ice manager, DJ Romo, back here with us. And now, ladies and gentlemen, get ready. We have someone else has now popped on the line here. Um, he is, of course, a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, a member of the legacy wing of the Hall of Fame for this year. He's known as the Heartbreak Kid in the radio network circles. Plus, he's also a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. And also, ladies and gentlemen, you think, of course, of that classic 60s sitcom, 
Happy Days, you'll know that, of course, one of the central characters did a little something. I do believe that he went a little something just like this. He went A. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Fonzie's now made on the H Revolution as well. Uh, J.D. Fonzie, welcome you back. We welcome you uh, on. J.D., you back, back on. And Fonzie, welcome you on tonight here as well. Before we get into Okay, well, John, when John mentioned some celebrity ones, but if you want to mention them again, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Uh, Happy 64th birthday, of course, goes to former Los Angeles Laker Michael Cooper, who, of course, played 13 years in the big how big leagues. He also coached the L.A. Sparks from 1994 through 97 and 99, and then 2000 through 2004, and again 2007 through 2009. This three-time NBA All-Defensive second teamer, 81-86, five-time NBA champion, 80-82, 85-87-88, was the defensive player of the year in 87, a two-time NBA champion, WNBA coach of the year, D-League champion 2006, first-team All-American, however, and first-team All-Western Athletic Conference, however, or WAC, in 77 and 78 and 78. The J. Walter Kennedy Citizenship Award in 1986, three-time All-Defensive second team, 81-86. He had 7,729 points, nine points per game, four assists per game with 3,666 and 1,033 steals. He turned 64 today. And happy 55th birthday to former Pittsburgh Penguin, Bruin, Los Angeles King, Ranger, Philadelphia Flyer, Kevin Stevens, who played 15 years in the bigs. Stevens finished his career, of course, with 874 games played, 329 goals, 397 assists, 726 points hour total. He, of course, uh, played for the international team of the U.S. Hour, 87, 88, 90, 96. His career marked 32 games played, 11 goals, 9 assists, 20 points total in four Olympic efforts. But like I said, he also played at Boston College. He was born, of course, in Brockton, Massachusetts, and like I said, was drafted by the Kings in 1983, 108 overall. He left winger. But he also had some interesting outside of, uh, let's just say, unique uh, incidents, however, including uh, where he was sentenced to probation, he served in a fine after being addicted to prescription drugs, however, an addiction that destroyed his marriage and post-playing career in hockey, but his recovery from addiction and his community service was presented in a 30-minute documentary in January of 2018 called Shattered, which aired on Sports Center Canadian Sports Channel. Stevens is now clean, supposedly, and again, like I said, today is his birthday, so happy 54th birthday to Stevens and Mr. Cooper. Okay, thank you very much there, of course, there, uh, J.D. Honestly, uh, let me go ahead. First off, uh, now, I don't know if you uh, got the, uh, if you are watching this thing like that J.D. and Mid has been talking about called uh, Dark Side of the Ring. I'm not sure if you have seen this, any of no, the episodes of it. No, I you haven't. Have not. Okay. Okay. Well, the thing was, was that, you know, as you know, Fonzie, every single Wednesday night, we, we let our, we let our, we let y'all give your, give the official results for both AEW and of course NXT. Uh, however, of course, JD and Mint have been chomping at the bit and talking about this thing. And I said, I was going to give them a few moments to do so. So Fonzie, what I'm going to let, so guys, before I let, let y'all go, before I let y'all go at it here and talking about this. Fonzie, if there's anything in particular that you wish to talk about regarding, I know because the only thing you mainly you keep up with is NXT. 
for us, and you do a fine job with that, by the way. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that. Uh, Mr. NXT right here is sponsoring right here. Mr. NXT, yes. Um, is, if there's anything you wish to, of course, uh, mention about NXT, sir, please uh, please feel free. Just any key moments that you uh, any key results that you wanted to bring here, any official results um, that you wanted to bring us as far as this NXT goes. And we'll get your thoughts tomorrow night on Wolfpack, but anything you wanted to wish to report about NXT tonight? Uh, no comment. Okay. All right. Well, Fonz, let's let me, uh, let's let, let's, let's you, me, and uh, John. Actually, I don't know. John, John, I don't know if you've watched his Dark Side of the Ring either. I don't know. Have you looked at any of this? This show that JD is talking about called Dark Side of the Ring. Have you watched any of it? He may have probably stepped away too. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, uh, he was going to show. Okay, well he hasn't left yet. He's still here, but I mean I'm just oh. saying. Uh, uh, but anyway, okay, he he may and like, like you said. He may be med. He may be to. Uh, uh, he may be, of course, uh, possibly getting himself prepped for that. Possibly. So, guys, so Fonz, let's let you and me just sit back and listen in on this. Like I said, we're going to give them just a moment here because I would like to also do some more matches as part of our blast from the past. I know you have fun doing that. So we're going to do some more of those here tonight too. But I want to let. JD and Mick get their get this out of their system because I know they got a lot to talk about here concerning the show. So let's just you and me just just sit back and relax for just a moment here. So JD, Mitt, I know y'all been chomping at the and talking about this this episode that came out last night talking about what happened with uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker and the incident that happened in 1983. So guys, we're going to we're going we're going to cut you loose here for a few moments here on Revolution 821. And just primarily just talk about this show. And like I said, just throw out. I mean, it may not take take the whole time. It may not take the whole time. But I just want y'all to get some of these thoughts out. Just get it all out of your system. But I know there's there's a, there's a back and forth sort of thing. Y'all probably um, <clears throat> will probably probably want to talk about it here and there. Um, and, of course, uh, Mitt, by the way, uh, be sure to have the whip handy. Because I think J.D. might need some on his back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, anyway, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry. We have to get it from Michelle. Man, I'm sorry. Michelle is the one that actually kind of tries to whip him sometimes. Uh, so <laughs> okay, so JD, run if she if she ever pops on again, you, you run. Okay, all right, just joking. Anyway, JD, Mitt, y'all go ahead and get y'all thoughts in, of course, about episode eight, about uh, I'm on here. Tonight on Revolution about this this uh, episode last night of Dark Side of the Ring uh, concerning um, Jimmy Snuka and his uh, girlfriend back in '83. Go, go and get your thoughts out about that. Go ahead, please. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, JD. Uh, I will say last night, however, I was surprised. I was taken aback. And I was actually disgusted with what I saw last night. 
I mean, we talk about, like I said, all sorts of legendary wrestlers that have graced us however, on that show the first two years. Guys like Randy Macho Man Savage and Miss Elizabeth. Guys like Devon Eriks, like Gino Hernandez, like Bret Hart of Montreal, like Benoit, like New Jack. And, of course, coming up next week, we're going to have more uh, in the season, including Dr. D, David Schultz, and the Flap Hurt Around the World. Dino Bravo, the Road Warriors, Owen Hart, which is going to wrap up the season, however. But what I... What's that? Herb Abrams is also part of it, too. Yeah. Right. The Ball Fall was another one that happened last week. Good point. Thanks, man. Uh, But, yeah, last night, however, what I saw, however, was absolutely appalling beyond words beyond appalling and i'll tell you why there was a story in it how we know about superfly snook and what he did back in the day we all have heard the story some of us have heard the story but what happened however involving however an incident involving Superfly Snooker when they talked about what he did, however, back in 1983 by attending the service of Nancy Argentino with Nature Boy Buddy Rogers and showing up at the funeral home was more than appalling and more than, it was more than appalling. It was downright disturbing and just despicable and shocking. And what's even more, they talked about Vince McMahon in the documentary. Now, after the show was over, they had a show called After Dark. And on that show, however, they interviewed, however, Brian Nobbs, however, uh, Irving Mushnick, however, the son of Sam Mushnick, the former St. Louis promoter of the NWA, and Greg the Hammer Valentine. And it looks like Valentine, however, was looking worse full of wear, somewhat, in my opinion. That's beside the point. What they said in the documentary, however, about Vince and Superfly Snooker absolutely made me cringe to my stomach. It absolutely made me sick to my stomach beyond words. And I was disgusted when I heard what Vince did for Superfly Snooker back in the day. Because mm-hmm. apparently Vince was at the time running things in place of his father. His father, of course, tragically and sadly, unfortunately, however, would pass away, sad to say, however, the following year, however, in the summer of 1984. Before WrestleMania 1 would ever come around. But considering that Superfly Snooker was very close with Vince's father, however, and tight with him, however, I mean, I would imagine, no disrespect to the McMahon family or anything like that, but I'm sure he would have been planning his own service earlier ahead of time after what he saw. I mean, he had to have been absolutely embarrassed. He would have been absolutely appalled and shocked at what his own son did. Did his son show any recourse of action during the whole thing? No, he did not. And it just shows that Vince, even back then, was appalling and shocking and disturbing to watch. It's just, I don't know. All I can say is this really, really irked me beyond words. Mm -hmm. It really did. And uh, all I can say is I hope that Jimmy Schnooker, wherever he is now, no pun intended, no disrespect to him, but I'm going to say it anyway, is rotting in hell somewhere. 
He absolutely did an unspeakable, deplorable, heinous, corrupt act that will never, ever, basically, be, uh, I mean, basically, it was just a disturbing, heinous, corrupt act that was just absolutely appalling and disturbing in so many levels. And I don't think he would have any remorse, even today. Because he even talked about what happened towards the end of his life, because he didn't remember it, because of taking too many concussions, too many bumps. <clears throat> and he was suffering from concussion and post-concussion syndrome and dementia. It's appalling he's even in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion, to this day. And I don't even know why he's, he's even in the Hall of Fame. He doesn't even deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. So, all I'm going to say is, Jimmy Snook, I hope you're happy with what you did, because now you're getting what's coming upon you tenfold in the depths of hell, and I hope you rot in hell for the rest of your life because of what you did. Just absolutely appalling what you did. Go ahead, Mitch. Yeah, it's like what J.D. said. I was absolutely disgusted. I was, and I was so pissed off I had to call J.D. to calm me down. I had to watch him in this match. I mean, um, documentary, yeah. not match. The thing was, Vince McMahon was pulling what he tried to do about Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, you know, bribing someone so they don't tell, you know, lose money or just Jimmy Snooker crap. And as far as I'm concerned, Jimmy Snooker should have the Benoit treatment. But only different is. Benoit cared about his family. This guy didn't. Yep. He should be removed from the Hall of Fame, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the Holy. more... Sorry, man. Uh, what case in point, Chad, and Mid even saw this too in the documentary as much as I did. He's in the dying, basically in the kitchen with his girlfriend, who's only 22. Yet he doesn't tell her that he's already married, and yet he basically stuck out his hand and tried to choke his girlfriend's sister. And what does he do afterward? Uh, he offers her cocaine, cocaine mm-hmm. to calm her down. I mean, what kind of person would do something like that? That's that absolutely idiot. disgusting. That's idiotic. Yeah. That's stupidity. Did he show remorse? Hell no. And then he said, oh, they thought she hit her head, however, when she was outside taking a leak, however, out of the car and got out of the car. The person was in the backseat with him, the Tonga kid, Sam Fatu, one of the Samoan legacy guys. He was 16 at the time. He says he doesn't remember a thing about this whole thing. Hold up. And the thing oh, was, I mean, how it was well, everything was appalling, and Mid knows this was too. He goes and does his TV show, and they were taping at the old agricultural hall in Outtown at the time. He comes back nine hours later, and she's there basically laying completely spaced out, loopy, doesn't even remember a damn thing, and she dies a short time later. He never even bothered to check in on her. Not one time during this whole day, on the day in question. And he says, oh, I don't remember what happened. Maybe she just hit her head or something. Bullshit! Bullshit! The report was there, and everyone knows what really happened. He even talked about it in his book. 
a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, come on. Like, man, let me tell you, you removed from the Hall of Fame. Go ahead. Sorry. Let me tell you something. That information when they said that the Tonga Kid thing was televised, that was a lie. It wasn't televised. It wasn't. Exactly. Nope. And like I said, the difference between Benoit and Snooker, Snooker didn't give a shit about her about his girlfriend. Benoit did. In my opinion, Benoit should be forgiven because it let's be honest. Benoit was dealing with depression with the loss of eighty Guerrero and that's when he started losing it. Right, yeah. City? Yeah. This guy right. yeah. This guy was forcing drugs to his girlfriend. Who the yep. hell would do that? And he was coked out of his mind himself, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm done with what I'm saying. Go ahead. And, and, and I'm just going to say, uh, next week's going to be even more interesting. It's going to be more graphic next week. Because, I mean, if you thought that was graphic, wait till you see the Dino Bravo one. And we all know what happened to Dino Bravo. Some of us do, anyway. I mean, don't you know, it's a, it's a fascinating show. But there are times, however, where they take it a little... A more to the extreme, if you will. No pun intended, but at the same time, it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, j- thank you, there, gentlemen. Uh, like I said, uh, for, for those, like I said, be sure, like I said, check out this. Like I said, check out this uh, if you haven't seen it already. Um, by all means, please be sure to check out. Of course, this show, Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, of course, as I said, we got they got some they got some uh, uh, good stories coming up here, including, of course, what happened. Of course, we all know what happened with the late Dino Bravo. Uh, go they go into full death on that. I thought they're going to be doing one with Owen Hart, as I've been hearing. Um, of course, they did it with Benoit not too long ago. They did it with uh, New Jack. I think what was it last week? I think yeah, that was uh-huh. correct. They did it with okay. And of course, last night they did it with Jimmy Snuka. Uh, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, they're, they're going they're going in depth here. What they're saying that we call we don't call it sports entertainment, by the way. We call it wrestling, and we're going to continue to call it wrestling. Um, by the way, guys, uh, about and this you did not read earlier, JD, but I'm going to read it now. And I actually read this outside the ropes earlier tonight. If you don't get an opportunity to if you don't get an opportunity to check to check that out. Uh, there is a link on WWS Entertainment Cavalcade, of course, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Entertainment. If you'd like to, of course, check out this link. Uh, um, I have posted a link there too, of course, the show page for Outside the Ropes on TalkShoe. If you want to go check out like past episodes of the show which ladies and gentlemen next week we number 200 for outside the ropes so we hit a milestone next wednesday night by the way i'll, th- I'll go ahead and throw that out there uh but i've got this is something i've got to read here because uh this really this really got me and of course as soon as i can as soon as i can uh get uh Give me, give me just a second here, and see if I can, 
find find this because this actually came out. Uh, give me give me uh, just a second here. And that too, by the way. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Oh, there it is. Okay. I want to read this. This story came out today from Jeremy Thomas of Four Eleven Mania. I'm not going to read the headline of this. I'm just going to read the story straight through, and then y'all will take this. Y'all, this will take this with a grain of salt. But let me read the whole thing through before you offer your comments. Okay? Let me read the whole thing through. And I'm sure y'all probably heard about this already, but I'm just going to read it because I found this kind of awkward. Donald Trump, J.D.'s good friend, the president of the United States, Donald Trump. <laughs> Sorry, J.D., I'm just good. Is putting together a group to advise him on when to reopen the economy. And, and that is, in, his, in President Trump's own words, in quotation marks, the great Vince Mann and... Dana White. CBS Sports reports that President Trump announced that he's putting together a group that includes among people in other industries, not only Vince McMahon and Dana White, but also the heads of the NBA, baseball, NFL, PGA, LB, LPGA, Major League Soccer, and more. This is, this is Trump's words here, guys. Y'all listen to all this very carefully. In sports, we want to get our sports back. So important. Trump said, as you can see, of course, there's a video on this on this page. If you want to look at this. These will be some some separate calls. Some will be together, by the way, list, and some will be separate. But we have to get our sports back. And this is Trump's words: "I'm tired of watching baseball games that are 14 years old, but I haven't actually, but I haven't actually had too much time to watch. I would say maybe I watch one batter, and then I will get right back to work." Then he proceeded to name several individuals: the NBA, Adam Silver, in charge of that; the Major League Baseball, and Mr. Baseball. Uh, baseball season right here. Rob Manfred in charge of that. Thank you very much. NFL, Roger Goodell. Thank you, Roger. UFC, Dana White. The great White. Uh, PGA, Jay Monahan. LPGA, Michael Wan. USDA, Patrick Galbraith. Major League Soccer, Don Garber. WWE, the great Vince McMahon. NASCAR, Lisa oh, Kennedy. Kennedy. That, Thank you. Oh, hold on. Yeah, but let me finish. It gets more interesting. NHL, of course, Gary Bettman in charge. Even from the New England Patriots, Bob Kraft and Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban. It is not yet clear exactly what capacity the group will serve in. Trump spoke with the heads of major sports leagues, including White and McMahon, on a phone call back on the 4th of April that included a lot of the above names. Someone named William Joy posted this. On Twitter at 7:01 p.m. yesterday, uh, this was coming from station WFAA. Said hashtag new Donald Trump says Jerry Jones and Mark Cuban, along with pro sports commissioners, will be consulted about ending lockdowns. This was yeah. Um, Mitt, you said you want to say something about it first. Let me just start with you. Sorry, with all respect, JD. Mitt, no, go ahead, please. Mitt, comment on this, please. Yeah, I, I, okay. Say please. First of all, go ahead, please. Okay, first of all, we know how this man get upset when he been mentioning his name on TV and stuff like that. But he didn't get upset at his best friend Donald Trump for mentioning his name on national airy 
like Fox News and all that, I'm a little surprised. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Bring sports back is the right call right now because let's be honest, it's gonna be feeling weird to watch a basketball or football giving out the crowd, especially when the someone scored a touchdown interception. Yeah. I don't think it's the right call right now. You can wait till maybe October to think about all this. Okay. Right. Uh, John says he's getting ready to go do his show now. He said he will be back on tomorrow. John, thank you very much for joining us. My my thing is about this. Y'all know what I've been doing with a lot of stuff here, and of course, to keep everybody's minds like because there's not a lot, a whole lot, anything. There's not really nothing going on right now because of the situation with the pandemic. Does it? I mean, let me let me ask let me ask this point blanker to say yes or no answer. JD, do you mind watching stuff that might be that might have a few years on it? Do you mind watching anything like that? No, no, I watch old school all the time. No, I'm talking about anything. I'm talking about. I'm not just wrestling. I'm talking about anything. No, I don't mind at do you, do, all. Do, do, not at all. Okay, thank you. you. Fonzie, do you mind watching stuff that might have a few years off, regardless of whatever it is? I don't mind. It's just, no, it's just like there's nothing on. Besides uh, Family Few and Sanford and Son. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I don't mind. But you don't mind watching You don't mind watching old stuff. Doesn't matter whatever whatever it is, you don't mind watching. No. No. Okay, Mitt, do I even need to ask you this question? Do you mind watching anything that might have a few years on regard wrestling, sports, tea, whatever? Do you mind watching anything that has years on? Not at all. I still. You're talking to a guy who still watches Friends. We won no every day, and okay. let's not forget right. yeah. Sunday night. Sunday night, that's one documentary everybody's going to be watching. The Michael Jordan documentary, the 10-part the ten part episode. Right, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. actually studying, right. And I'm actually studying the game when I'm watching, re-watching these old games and stuff. I mean, let me tell you something. We talk about these old matches from the blast of the past. We don't mind talking about I'm posting a lot of these older races on the NASCAR US page. You know, there's one time they they actually appreciate the fact that they that I'm bringing a lot of that back because there's no actual racing to watch. JD, I'm sure you've been happy with JD. I'm sure you've been with the NASCAR recaps and the football games stuff that I've posted on the sports. Uh-huh. Roundup. I'm sure I'm you love you enjoying anything yes. a bit. Oh, by the way. The 50th recap, I actually posted last year's final round today. So you'll definitely get a kick out of that on that page. So you need a chance to take a look at it. Uh, I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing, I got a page where I'm showing things about classic cars. We don't mind, I don't mind hearing about cars that came out back 20, 30, 40 years ago. I don't mind that. I mean, the thing about it is, why would Trump be, 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 be bothered by this when he's got all this other? mess on his mind. I mean, mm-hmm. if he's yeah. if he's that concerned about, I mean, if they, I'll have time to watch one batter and that's it. There's nothing to look at on TV right now. 
Nothing's going on in the world. Can you say that? There's nothing. You got to go on YouTube. Pop in a tape, pop in a DVD. I mean, people are Netflixing and, and all this stuff and all that, looking at all these old moments and stuff like that. I still do it the old-fashioned way. Hey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I've got DirecTV. I'm still in three John Wayne movies that I've recorded on DirecTV. I've had on there since 2017. I enjoy watching because you know what? That's old school. That's entertainment. You call real stuff. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, every once in a while, um, old episodes of the Andy Griffith Show. I enjoy it. Yep. Not just because it, the storyline takes place around in North Carolina where I live, but it's because that was entertainment. Regardless of how long, 50, mm-hmm. 60 years old, the difference. It's entertainment. It's something good to watch. That's people, that's stuff like that right there that I need to go back and look at. That might kind of help them probably rethink a lot of things now. You know what I mean? Heck, let me mm-hmm. tell you something. Today, I'm sure y'all remember the uh, cart- cartoon from back in the 1980s called Mask. I'm not sure y'all remember that cartoon from back in the day. Oh, my God. Yeah. I missed that show. Okay. Well, let me tell you something. I played the extended, an extended version of that theme for Outside the Ropes earlier tonight. Commented on that saying that I've, I'm, I've definitely enjoyed the cartoons of yesteryear and all that. And to the cartoons of today take a look and take a listen, you might learn something. And I had several people like that comment because they know it's the truth. So you don't tell me, you don't need that you go get tired of looking at anything old. Let me, let's, let's put it this way. Y'all have not heard me say this a bunch of times. I'm going to say it one more time. And I got off of an old TV show, by the way, which is a good motto, and I love this motto. Just because something is old doesn't mean you throw it away. Keep that in mind. You know what I mean? And Trump, take the uh-huh. stupid toupee off and listen. Yeah. For crying out loud. That board, there's nothing going on right now. Why not? Go back to it. That's the best alternative you got. The best alternative you got. Bottom line. I mean, he's an unmitigated golf that he don't like looking at something that's 14, that's 14 years old that he wants to go back and look at, look at a lot of stuff that's going on today. There's, there's nothing that's going on now. There's nothing going on now. How in the world? That guy, he is, I mean, I'm sure the coronavirus probably got to his head already by now through that blame toupee. Yep. I know I wasn't going to say that again, but I didn't have a choice. I'm that, that, that right there, when I saw that, I said he had the nerve. He has the freaking nerve. And I even, of course, even bringing in Vince McMahon as a manga panel of people to try to help save the economy. And, and and Vince McMahon, in one day, let's have, let's go about thirty people. You looking to him to help out with this? And you like go thirty people that don't have work anymore right now? Oh dear Lord, the pot calling the kettle black, man. Yep. Seriously, somebody is not somebody. There's a lot of people that's got their heads so far up there. Okay. Y'all know how I feel about it. I don't think I need to say anything else. I think y'all know about my tone. I don't like sounding this way, but when you get that, when you hear all this mess going on, this is affected. Oh, get this. You want to know one other thing. You know how a lot of the movies that are supposed to come out in theaters have been pushed back because of this pandemic. Let me tell you a good one here. 
Top Gun Maverick. It was yep. supposed to come out June 24th. You get this. And now, yep. J.D., you may have heard about this, but Mitt, Fonzie, guess what? Guess what? It's going to come out now. When? Two days before Christmas. Two days before Christmas. Two days before Christmas is when that movie's coming out. Top Gun Maverick. Because they want it to be a holiday movie. All- they want it to be a holiday movie. From the summer to the winter, man, right there. And they said that the director of the movie is still working on it to this day. He's not letting go of it, as if it was going to come out in June. Anything about the <laughs> And they said that that movie... Do what? Has there been any update about the Ghostbuster movie? Whether it's going to push back or whatever? Yeah, that's I'll supposed to come out in like, July. I bet, it's supposed to be, I, bet, I bet that's been pushed. It's going to be pushed back. I bet you that's going to be pushed back next. Wonder Woman 1984 is going to come out in August. They're they're, they're determined to put it they're out in theaters in August. Yeah, they're not backing off from that. Oh, get this. One movie that went to video on demand very quickly was Trolls World Tour. You know how much that thing made around the Easter weekend when they were offering it on online for 1999? You know how much movie that that thing made in the week, over the weekend? By the week, by East, this past weekend, forty million dollars, video on demand, a children's movie, a children's movie. It did more than a, a Jurassic Park movie did. They said, yeah. <coughs> so that's crazy. But, but, the, but the thing about it is, they said it's because. That because a lot of people, especially people involved in the theaters, felt that you know at the studio, which I think Universal was the one that put that movie out, kind of cheated the fans a little bit, you know, or because of the fact that that movie did not have a did not have a dignified release in the theaters. It was released video on demand, automatically mm-hmm. for nineteen for about twenty bucks, for twenty dollars. That's when they offered it, and it made forty million dollars by by the time Easter weekend was over with her. Oh, okay and off subject here. Can we switch things over? Can we switch yeah. things over? I'm, please. Uh, my apologies, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here does not normally go off like this. These guys know how I feel about certain things. I can pay for the man, the man you are speaking to right now. <laughs> yes, I'm Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw, and I approve this message regarding our dispute. <laughs> <laughs> by the yeah, way, by the way, way, I did real nice. I did see one thing. Vontae did mention, and I know you will say this for tomorrow. But the one thing about NXT we'll talk about tomorrow night hour is we had a good main event hour that was Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher versus Bobby Fish and so on. But now apparently. Next week, we're going to have these matches. Jack Gallagher versus Alhio Del Fantasma, who I'll talk about tomorrow night. Drake Maverick versus, supposedly, Drake Maverick next week versus Jake Atlas. Kushida versus Tony Nese. Dakota Kymer, Kel Gonzalez versus Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox. But also tonight, Maverick and Timothy Thatcher did defeat Bobby Fischer and Roderick Strong. Tommaso Chiappa, however, mind you, however, was talking when all of a sudden, Killer Cross and it looks like Scarlet Boudreaux have already shown up in NXT by laying out possibly Chiappa. I'm a little surprised they brought out Thatcher tonight because I thought he was going to be part of the Imperium angle. 
You, there was talk about that. I remember hearing that too. You're right, Mitt. And I, he's actually from Danny's neck of the woods, believe it. I think uh, Danny knows him. Danny would know about him because he is from Sacramento. He's 37 <clears> years <throat> old, 6'3", 230. He's been in Westside Extreme Wrestling, WXW, Evolve. And like I said, however, uh, he basically, however, is very quiet about his personal life. But yeah, with Pete Dunn not showing up tonight, however, I was a little surprised about that too. And like the other matches happened, that was a long match tonight. Uh, Dexter Loomis defeated Jehudi Miles, however. And then, of course, we had Tegan Knox take on Raquel Gonzalez. Tegan won that one. Tazawa defeated Isaiah Scott in the interim NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Shia Lee lost to beat Aiela Sponzi before that. And then Finn Balor defeated Fabian Eichner despite a handicap match two-on-one, however, against Finn Balor. But more and more, I think next we're going to see maybe possibly Marcel Barthel and possibly Finn next week. But all in overall, it was a pretty interesting show, but... Like I said, I'll mention the ones that are uh, competing next week are about El Hio and Jake Atlas. And, of course, Hotsey Blackheart, I'll mention them tomorrow night. But uh, the other thing that was surprising is that Velveteen Dream, however, and John was ready to trust Sam Cole. But then Finn Balor, apparently, however, I guess might have a match with him possibly maybe next week. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you son of a... Okay, thank you. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for JDO. So, all right, so that helps me lay off a little bit of steam, and also plus this right, this right here. Okay, thank you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Anyway, here, guys, uh, Fonzie, please feel free to, of course, to join in here as well. JD, Fonzie, and Mitt, let's go ahead and take care of some more matchups here. This is one I don't have on my list, or I actually found it earlier. I'd like to mention this one here first. This came, believe it or not, only NWO pay-per-view to our knowledge called Sold Out from 1997. Hollywood Hogan taking on the Giant. JD, your thoughts about this match, Chris? This was okay, but it wasn't great. I thought one of the better, two of the better matches happened on this pay-per-view. If everyone recalls this one, he had six versus Eddie Guerrero in a ladder match, which was pretty darn good. And then the Outsiders versus the Steiners, or as they called them, the Unsteiners at the time. Uh, that was, of course, in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, of course. And, of course, we would see the Steiners win the title, only have the belts taken away from them two nights later because Eric Bischoff decided to tell Randy Pee Wee Anderson to do his job. Otherwise, he would be fired. Uh, that being said, however, it was okay. But, really, it wasn't one of the better Hogan Giant matches in history. In fact, they said it was one of the worst ones compared to the one where they had the Yeti. And, of course, uh, everyone remembers, however... Uh, the uh, Butcher, Zodiac, however, what do you want to call him, Booty's Beefcake, Kevin Sullivan, however, and uh, everyone, however, back at Halloween Havoc 95 just a few years before. But this was not one of the better Hogan Big Show matches I can recall. This one really actually bored me, to say the least. Okay. Uh, Fonz, your thoughts about this? Sold out I'll be back. Seven, Hogan versus the Giants. And J.D. will be back. Was it again, Chad? Hogan versus the Giant from NWO sold out in nineteen ninety seven. The Giant was is of course now known as the Big Show. Uh, yeah, this was this was a good good match. Yeah, he uh, he de- Hogan defeated DeAndre the Giant. 
Um, no, 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 the big show. The, 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 no, I know that, but I'm just saying he, yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh, Mitt, your thoughts here about Hogan versus the Giant who sold out in 1997? Yeah, I have to agree with, agree with JD on this. Okay. Uh, and I think JD will be back here momentarily. So let's let's go let's start with Fonz and then we'll go to mid here. We'll come out to JD here in just a few minutes. Who's actually been doing a lot of this and that's why he sounds just like this. <laughs> yeah, he's doing that too. So okay. Anyway, Fonzie, we'll start with you here, sir. As we go to uh um, of course, we're going to our official list that I have made up right here. Uh, Monday Night Raw, January 31st, 2000. So it was 20 years ago, a little over 20 years ago. Uh, the New Age Outlaws, of course, Road Dogg and Billy Gunn, taking on the team of the Lethal Wee Blackman and Al Snow. This was also the night, Ponzi, just to also let you know, that, known, that we would know later on as the Radicals. Who, of course, was Perry Saturn, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, and Chris Benoit. Of course, uh, was in the crowd here for uh, to attend uh, attended this event. And of course, a lot of stuff did happen. Of course, after I guess after this match was over with. Your thoughts about this encounter? Yeah, this is it was pretty interesting. Well, uh, Mitt, the um, Monday. Night Raw, January 31st, 2000, the Outlaws versus Steve Blackman and Al Snow. Plus, also, we saw the debuting uh, Radicals, Nico, Benoit, Saturn, and Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, it was a decent match. Let me see. JD, are you back with us? Not from Kagan. No, I guess he's not. Okay. That was it, by the way. Yeah, they make that sound every time he's in the bathroom. Um, Fonzie can probably hear him from a mile away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Sadly, Fonzie, forgive me. Uh, you might you might want to move over a little bit to the left, a little bit, Fonzie, just a little bit, just a bit to the left, please. Don't mind. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay. Uh, we go to WCW Monday Nitro, uh, and Mitt is right now got a big old smile on his face. Tell because I said the three magic letters, WW. <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. this is Monday Nitro from nineteen ninety eight. I don't know the exact date here, gentlemen, but uh, 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 I'll ask Fonzie this first, then we'll go to Mitt here. Hopefully, JD will be back on here momentarily. Uh, the WCW debut of the Ultimate Warrior. Oh my Fonzie, God! your really? take on it. Well, let's ask Fonzie here first, and then yeah, Fonzie, uh, Fonzie, your thing about Ultimate Warrior debuting in WCW in 1998. No, no comment. Okay, Mitt, go ahead, my man. Your thoughts about this? Yeah, this time that year. Um, I was surprised Warriors showed up. 
I understand they were starting to revisit the feud between him and Hogan. I'm back. This was that was kind of like an epic failure. That match. I mean, it was oh, a decent uh, one, but why did this was Warriors? This was just a moment. Right. Right. But why did he have it sold up when they were mocking him a few years ago before he debuted with a guy named Renegade? Remember that? I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, JD's back here. JD, let me ask you about let me ask you about this right here, and I'll ask you about the match beforehand. But this is a moment right here. This is Monday night, <sighs> 1998. Oh. Sorry. Oh, I was okay. yawning. Yeah. yeah, I was yawning. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. That's okay. I hope you are. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, 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 I hope you're. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're okay. Uh, uh, anyway, JD, Monday Nitro from 1998, the WCW of the Ultimate Warrior. In WCW, you said? Yes, I did. WCW debut of the okay. Ultimate Warrior. That was interesting because a lot of people did not think the Warrior was going to show back up after leaving the WWE again. And when the expression on Hogan's face said it all, I mean, He's like, are you kidding me? I mean, I never thought I would see him back in my life again after being with me and feuding with me and teaming up with me at times out of the WWE, however. So his face of horror and shock really surprised everyone, however. And I think everyone at home was kind of taken aback and just really surprised that he would show up in a place like Nitro. Now, Jay, let me ask you about this right here. We talked this while you were away. This match right here. Um... This, the match that Ponzi has already talked about this, but here, here it is right here. Um, Monday Night Raw from January 31st of 2000. The New Age Outlaws versus Steve Blackman and Al Snow, which also marked the debut of the men we would know later on as the Radicals. And I was there for that show, and I remember the place went absolute, absolutely ape shit when they saw Benoit and the guys jump the railing and beat the crap out of the Outlaws. I mean, it seemed like... The, it was the Radicals' night, however, making a splash into Steel City. I mean, we would see the following week, of course, the highest-rated tag match in Raw history up to that time. But when they jumped the railing, I mean, I remember I was listening to a sports talk show here in Pittsburgh. Fonzie uh, and I know real well. We all, I think everyone remembers him, Mark Madden. Anyway, Mark talked about on his show that day, Howard, because he was at Nitro, if you remember, in Wilkes-Barre, in the other half of the state of Pennsylvania, covering for Bobby the Brain Heenan, who was like, go suddenly, apparently, Howard. That's when Matt started working with WCW. But I remember he was on the phone with somebody from WWE at the time, back in Pittsburgh, that was going on at the show that night here. And at the time, Howard, they kind of told him that there was going to be a surprise on Raw that night. And sure enough, the surprise came when Benoit and the Radicals jumped the railing and, let's just say, raised a lot of hell and raised a lot of... Uh, uniqueness, however, to uh, Monday night, however, I mean, sort of reminded you of Luger jumping ship, however, only five years before, but this time, after what had happened with the whole Sullivan, J.J. Uh, Dillon, Russo thing a couple weeks prior to that, however, uh, the Radicals, you thought a lot of people would be going back to Japan, they would be going to ECW at the time, however, but uh, they made quite a splash that night when they uh, showed up in Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. All right, now, J.D., we'll go back. we we'll go back to you as we start, of course, our next one. This is right here, 
uh, not just one match. This is talking. This is a entire show. Okay, now I don't know if you remember, if you recall, if any of y'all recall this show or not. But like I said, any thoughts you have about it, like I said, regardless of big or small, it all all opinions do matter. Uh, the show in question. This is actually a very recent one that happened. Actually, it happened last year. As a matter of fact, and I'm refer and I'm referring to, of course, as the Ring of Honor New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Supercard 2019. JD, any thoughts about this show? That was in the Garden, I remember, and I think that was a very interesting night of battle in the mecca of MSG. I mean, I remember that was a pretty damn good show, and you saw a lot of big names out from both New Japan and ROH show up that night. That was one of the few good shows I did like, Howard. That was actually very entertaining. I did enjoy that. Uh, Fonzie, any thoughts about the Ring of Honor New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Supercard that happened last year? Uh, uh, not really. Okay. Mitt, any thoughts about this particular event, the ROH New Japan G1 Supercard oh. from last year? Yeah, this was a pretty good preview. I was happy that Matt Taven won the title finally. But after this, this, this is where we go on to kind of fall out of the cliff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now we get to an Arctic Warrior moment here. This is a match here. Uh, JD, we'll go back and ask you. I don't know where and I don't know exactly what they and let's, let's let Fonzie, of course, take it into that. Okay. Okay. There you go. Uh, but this this was, I don't know the exact date of this, or I don't know where it took place at. But, J.D., you might, when I say this, you might you might recall it. I'm not sure. This was this was in the WWF it was in 1989 when this happened. This match, this match was the Ultimate Warrior versus the Hammer Valentine. If I remember correctly, I think this was on Superstars of Wrestling, I think, or one of the TV syndicated shows. If I remember, or maybe it happened at the Garden, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, the Warrior in AEI was not bad. I mean, I will say that he had his moments, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, however, he also had some moments that were, uh, let's just say, unique and uh, fascinating. And this was one of them. Uh, Fonzie, your thoughts here about this? Uh, 1989, in the early days of the WWF, uh, you saw the Ultimate Warrior take on Greg the Hammer Valentine. And like I said, um, I don't have any more specific about the match than that. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, this was pretty good. Okay. All right. Uh, Mitt, from 1989 in, in the WWF, Ultimate Warrior versus Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yeah, this was good. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, we go back to another, we go back to a TV show this time, a whole TV show. And, J.D., this might be up your alley, right? You might be able to tell us a little uh-huh. more details about this. <clears throat> This, this was an episode of 
ECW Hardcore TV from October the 8th, 2000. This was actually one of the last episodes of Hardcore TV ECW would do, I remember, and it was very interesting because seven days before that, if you remember, they actually did the uh, Anarchy Rules show. That was a very interesting show at the time. Well, that actually, October the 8th, that was my dad's birthday. I don't know what, I don't know how old he turned, but uh, but uh, October the 8th, that happened, actually happened on my dad's birthday. Uh, so, very interesting day. Fonzie, uh, if you were, I don't know if you ever saw this show or not, but any thoughts you have about uh, ECW, an episode of ECW's Hardcore TV from October the 8th, 2000? I agree with what JD said. About this. Okay. All right. Well, I was going to go to Mitt, but apparently Mitt had to go ahead and I guess he had to leave. So he'll be back with us here. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, he has. So we do thank him for coming on here tonight and hopefully we'll talk to him before right. tomorrow. Uh, so JD, JD, we'll, JD and Fonzie, we'll do two or three more here before we close out for the evening here. We go to back to another back to another show guys not just a match but just a whole show here and JD back to the old days here the NWA's version of World Championship Wrestling the date in question September 17th 1985 and JD apparently vanished as well apparently he's he must have probably had something. He must have flushed his phone down the toilet. Uh, uh, we might have to wait a few moments here, folks, while uh, uh, the Mipitao had to go. So he, we will hope to we'll, we'll hope to talk to him tomorrow night on Wolfpack. Uh, JD may have probably had some phone difficulties here, so hopefully he'll be back on here in just a few minutes. Um, let me come back. Wait a minute, I think we're having him back. Hold on. I think we, I, hold, hold that thought, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, we got yeah, JD back. back here now. I think JD. And by the way, JD, according to reports now, Norman Smiley has not been released. Howard Cassie's owner took to Twitter tonight and said, Howard, this was a fake account. But we do understand that Kendo Cashin, the former IWGP junior heavyweight champion who signed with the company last year as a coach, Howard, in August, has been released. So Norman Smiley has not been released, though. So. Unfortunately, it was a fake account. But the other ones, oh no, but, but Cashin joined the others like Williams, Soto, Jenkins, and the others from today. <laughs> All right, well, Jay, let me, go, let me go ahead and bring up this moment, this show here again. I don't know the whole thing before we lost you there. But I'll, I'll repeat the show, and like I said, you may remember this. I don't know. I don't know who was involved in it, and like I said, you may know this a little bit better than me. But let me go ahead and mention this here again. Uh, this is, the, once again, the, the NWA's uh, World Championship Wrestling. The date, the date of, the, of the broadcast, September 17th, 1985. Uh, let me think. I think so. Yeah, I think I remember that show. 
Okay. Do you remember any particular moments that happened, uh, or any yes. thought? Do you have any thoughts about? Yes. Yeah. Actually, that was uh, after our good friend Sam Houston, of course, however, had some issues. If you remember, he was attacked, has arm broken, uh, actually by the horse. I think the horseman around this time, and this was right. And of course, he had Ricky and Robert show up. Arn with Ole take on Rocky King. They showed, yeah, the Andersons broke Sam's arm. If you remember Sam, remembers that quite well, I'm sure. Telly Blanchard, the U.S. champ, was in value. You had Dusty Rhodes interview. Magnum Tabers, the Golden Terror. The Barbarian with Paul Jones and Abdul. The Butcher in action. The Rock and Roll Express versus the Rising Suns with J.J. Dillon. Ivan and Nikita Cole. off uh, and Crusher Cruiser versus Pistol Pez Watley and the Italian Stallion. Buddy Landell with J.J. Dillon, of course. Dealt with the whole thing with... Um, Ron Bassett, of course, they had Black Bar for the same Houston with an army cast, of course. Commentary by Terry Taylor with a loaded elbow pad. Terry Taylor saved uh, Sam from getting beat down by Black Bar. Plus, Danny Spivey, the American star, Shabigal took on Gerald Finley. Yeah, it was a very unique show, but that was when Sam had his arm broken the week before, too. I think either in your neck of the woods, Chad, at uh, Greensboro, or possibly somewhere in the Carolinas, Howard, by the horsemen of AA and Ole Howard. Okay. Uh, Fonz, I don't know if this. I don't know if you remember this show or not, but September 17, 1985, an episode of World Championship. Um, I would agree with J.D. Okay, all right. We go back, we go to another moment. We'll go go to... uh, um, we got one, we got one more moment and, uh, we'll do that. We'll make this one the last one for the night because like I said, Mint and JD did actually have some a real, some real good, uh, um, made some real good hot topic, hot topics and topics about dark side of the ring tonight. So, and that was, and that was, and that was, uh, that was very, very good there, but we'll do one more here and then we'll close out here for the night and we'll save some more of these matches for tomorrow night on. Yes. Uh, oh, there you go. And JD, I'm sure this, and you and Fonzie, I'm sure remember this moment all too well. But I've got to get y'all's take on this because I'm sure, I'm sure y'all would have some keen thoughts on this. We go back to Monday Night Raw. We go to January the fourth, two thousand and ten. This was the night that Brett the Hitman Hart returned to Monday Night Raw. JD, your thoughts on this on this encounter? And this was also the same night that NXT, the TNA went up against WWE, if you remember. By the end of the night, we would see Vince McMahon and Brett Howard kind of rehash their history with one another. And even before that, Howard, there were some serious questions, Howard, as to whether or not Sean and Brett would see eye to eye after so many years, Howard. That was in Dayton, Ohio. Remember? That was a very interesting show, if you recall, Howard. And by the end of the night, of course, you saw Vince Howard show no remorse, no compassion to Brett at all, mind you. And it was uh, very interesting to see those two uh, kind of have a little bit of a difference of opinion with one another, however, especially get their history. But Brett and Sean finally kind of repaired the damage, if you will, after being at it for so long, however. And it was, it was interesting, let's just say. It was rather very interesting to see how that all went down. Uh, Fonzie, your thoughts about Bret Hart returning to, to Monday Night Raw? On January the fourth, two thousand and ten. Yeah, this was a pretty interesting match, and it was exciting too. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, gentlemen, anything else to add before we close up shop here for the evening? Uh, no. I will have a lot JD, to say more about AEW. I, I will have a lot more to say about AEW tomorrow. I'm going to have to go back and watch a few of the things. But uh, I could tell NXT was interesting tonight. Of course, I'll mention some of the people we talked about tomorrow night. And uh, I have a good closing theme house us all. Hopefully tonight will play. And yes, the popcorn has been pissed in film at 11. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, of course, JD. This show actually comes equipped with Big Jim Slade. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like JD, he's a former tight end with a <laughs> and the capital of uh, Nebraska is Lincoln. Lincoln, that's it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. On that note, here, folks, I'm going to join us here tonight. Twenty-one of WWS Revolution. I definitely want to thank the Iceman, Jerry Girolamo, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, as well as the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and also, of course, the King of Clubs, Mid Patel. I also wanted to, th- of course, thank, of course, our friend at um, on our live video feed tonight from NJPW um, uh, US Forever Honorable, Mr. Anthony Chobot, also Mr. Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, um, let me see here. I believe those are the only two fellows that we had on the, on there tonight. So uh, we thank them very much this here this evening. And also, like, as JD said, the capital of Nebraska is Lincoln. By the way, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, uh, but of course, don't forget tomorrow night on NWO Wolfpack, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we will, of course, have the official results and our own thoughts about what happened tonight with AEW and NXT. Also, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, bring you more matches as part of the Blast from the Past Wrestling Pay-Per-View Extravaganza. And, of course, we, of course, we are still gearing up on what will take place, of course, this Friday on Revolution. Of course, over, but beforehand, don't forget Wolfpack tomorrow night, 138-521-POUND, uh, our live video feed from that will be from Future of WCWS, so be sure to check that out here uh, tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. Also, the Revolution tomorrow, I mean, Friday night at 9 uh, <clears throat> 138055pound our live video feed from that will be from True Pioneers of Wrestling of course ladies and gentlemen as you know we will, we are scheduled to have this and we hope to of course have this match it will be another match in the Trivia Championship Series of course here in WCWS as Danny Pamoke Park will be putting up the WCWS Ironman Heavy Metalweight Championship against the King of Clubs Mitt Patel and of course ladies and gentlemen it will now be a wrestling trivia match up here with now the winner of course will pick up the Iron Man heavy metal weight title and the one who does not win the title will not go home empty handed they will they will go home in regards if it's Danny or if it's Mitt uh, they, they, somebody will also go home with the FMWS world heavyweight title both men will be going home with belts will it be Danny with his and Mitt with the FMWS belt or will it be the other way around find all that out of course this friday of course in revolution 138055 pound coming up friday night right here as always of course on talkshoe.com also ladies and gentlemen um, on our page wws entertainment cavalcade i have posted a link uh of course on uh to of course at uh, one of our show pages on talkshoe uh, talking about, of course, our Wednesday night uh, pop culture show, of course, WWS Outside the Ropes. So you can go back and enjoy a lot of moments 
from, of course, Counting Tonight, the past 199 episodes that we have done since the show's debut. Please go back and listen in on a lot of it if you care to, of course, chime in on a lot of things that was, of course, uh, <clears throat> that was discussed. That's been, that has been discussed on Outside the Ropes here over the last, of course, last little while that that show has been taking taking place. But be sure, to, of course, to check it out here, of course. And we'll be posting links for the rest of our show pages for all of our shows. If you care to ever, of course, chime in on, on of course, on listen, go back and listen to a lot of older broadcasts. Even some that have been dating back for, like I said, for as long as we've been doing the radio network, of course, like I said, since 2015. So, like I said, we'll be posting all that here as well. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, Revolution right here, the show you're listening to right now, according to TalkShoe, has now hit 11,400 downloads on talk, off of TalkShoe, nice. uh, according to TalkShoe. So very nice there. So once again, the Mothership broadcast hits as another as another earmark there, of course, to be proud of. Of course, count the night, 821 episodes, 11,400 downloads, according to TalkShoe. So congratulations in order, of course, to Revolution for continuing to stay strong since, of course, since the birth of the radio network, of course, May 6, 2015. That's not that's not that's not too far off either. We got a anniversary coming up here again soon. So we'll we'll definitely be talking more about that here, of course, coming up here very soon. Very, very a couple Wednesdays from now. Excellent. Uh, how perfect it will be. Revolution will be on. Wednesday, a Wednesday edition of Revolution will be, of course, the five-year anniversary of, of not just that show, but of course of the network itself. So, very big-time milestone. We'll do that. We'll have to do a big-time celebration here. Of course, we'll talk more about that here coming up here very, very soon. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, a few things I'm going to throw out there before we close up for the night. And I know JD is getting our theme off ready to go, but a few more things I will throw out there. I'll make it very, very, very fast. Uh, perpetual Uniquity, of course, on eBay, ebay.com forward slash str forward slash Perpetual Uniquity, Internet Retail for the Eternally Distinctive Individual. Uh, a lot of great stuff there posted on the page, store page there. Be sure to check that out here, of course. Also, Bulldog DVD sells a variety, of course, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups uh, <clears throat> forward slash Bulldog DVD sells variety. Remember, DVDs with one or two discs in each set are worth one dollar. DVDs and Blu-rays with three or more discs in each set are worth dollars. Uh, DVDs in the jewel cases are worth fifty cents a piece. And ladies and gentlemen, per my announcement on outside the ropes here tonight, I will mention this one more time here to make this official. Uh, you know, since Christmas and JD has probably had heard me say this many, many times, the four-disc set of movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, man, Predator, Commando, and Total Recall, of course, in the very nice-looking case with Schwarzenegger's, with Arnold's face, of course, all over, all over the case there. I have officially lowered the price on that set. It is now $2 for that four-disc set. If you're interested in, in, uh, doing, in obtaining that, let me know. I'll be more than happy to present it here to you and show it to you, of course, condition of the case, that all the individual DVDs come in, all the the each of the four cases that each of the DVDs come in, and also the discs themselves. So if you need to, see, to verify all this, all four are in good working condition, so be sure to let me know if you're interested. But now that four disc set is now $2. If you're interested, please let me know. And like I said, we'll, we'll talk shop and do some business. Of course, at Bulldog DVD sells a variety. We take a bite out of the cost so we can enjoy your favorite selection. 
Also, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to check out NASCAR US High Octane History, as we have posted a lot of races from from 50s all the way till today. Uh, almost 60 years, of course, of, of great racing action. Be sure to check all that out. The full-blown races here, folks, not just clips. These are the full-blown races. And there's not all of them are there, but there's a bunch there to look at. So definitely check that out there as well if you, if you like. Also, of course, don't forget to check out Sports Roundup, where, of course, where we have, of course, 50 Masters recaps, including the 2019 final round broadcast of the Masters. I know JD is going gaga over that. Also, of course, some uh, great football, football, baseball, basketball, hockey games, of course, posted on there as well. Also, don't forget about Motor Week Retro Review Cars of the Past, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Motor Week Retro Cars to check out all the reviews that have been done over the years, of course, about uh, um, um, foreign or domestic, of course, uh, um, Cars, trucks, SUVs, what have you, of course, they, 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 they review them all. Check out all the videos we've got posted on there here today, of course, at, like I said, Mother Week Retro Review, Cars of the Past. Be sure to check all that out there. Revolution 821 is a pass of the WWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we, of course, are four years continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Take care of yourselves and each other here, folks. Stay safe, uh, take, and, of course, take care. Also, don't forget, of course, our three-step plan. Wash your hands, stay clean, and pray. That's all you got to do, ladies and gentlemen. And all this will and all this will be just nothing more than the memory. So just keep that all in mind there, folks. <clears throat> also remember, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between, this is, of course, this is of course and the only, the WCWS Radio Network. And now let's see what the Iceman has in store for our closing theme, Evolution 821. And hopefully this will play on like last night, so be ready, people. Harriet, Harriet, hard-hearted harbinger of haggis, beautiful, bemused, bellicose butcher, untrusting, unknown. Unloved. He wants you back, he screams into the night air like a fireman going through a window that has no fire. Except the passion of his heart. I am lonely. It's really hard. This poem sucks. Take care and God bless here, folks. And we'll talk at you, of course, here uh, tomorrow night, of course, on NWO Wolfpack. Remember, as always, ladies and gentlemen, this is... WCWS Radio Network. Take care.